0: Hello and welcome to Conversations with Kath, the podcast that keeps you up to date with the daily antics of your mother, your Alma, your friend, or whatever Kath Vanderhorst is to you. So grab a glass of Harvey Bristol, put the phone on silent, and let's see what's been keeping our favourite nine-year-old busy this week. It's a very good evening to Alma Kath. How are you tonight, Alma? I'm very well, thank you, Matt. Your daughter just
1: came and fed me.
0: Oh, Apricot. yes, she? <laughs> Apricot <laughs> chicken. Mango. <laughs> I, used to loathe, I used to loathe yeah, when I that know. was on the menu one of my yeah. not one of my favorites not apricot. of your favorites nah not a, not a fan of apricots so when mum said she was making that it was like oh. So, it was anyway, quite nice i would have eaten it anyway as the good boy i was <laughs> now this week omar we are doing episode three of our Travel Diaries series. So episode one was with Pete and Dawn when you went to Russia. Episode two, we had the whole Egypt gang. And this week, we are off to Jordan. So it's a good evening to Uncle Bob. How are you, Bob? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good evening to you. That's good. And also Auntie Jenny. How are you tonight, Jenny? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. That's the way. Um, I thought we'd just kick off at the start. So Egypt was 2015. Um, what year was was Jordan? 2016. So straight after 20, uh, 20, straight after Egypt. Yep, same time of year as well.
2: Oh, so, yeah.
0: did the did did you play the
2: role of um, travel manager again on this one, Jenny? Yes, I did, and unfortunately, I can't find the itinerary that um, we had. So I'll just have to kind of remember. Okay. <laughs> um, so I had hoped to be able to attack Jordan on. Well, actually, the reason we went to Jordan was because I wanted to go to Petra and check out Petra. And we we were hoping to be able to do that at the end of Egypt, but because the others were going to England, we um, we couldn't do that. So when um, Wilma and I ended up with our free ticket, airline ticket, because we got bumped off our flight home from Dubai, I had a free Ticket, so I thought, you beauty, I'll be able to use that to go to Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that's how Jordan came about. And um, mum wanted to go because um, she wanted to visit the religious sites. And um, I'm not sure why Bob wanted to go, probably because he enjoyed Egypt and thought he'd do it all again.
3: Yeah, just to get out I of the,
2: house. To the Holy Land. <laughs> Yeah, the whole grand was mum's, um, was mum's um, well, I don't know what you'd call it, because it, as it turned out, I don't know that she was that Im- impressed by it all anyway when we... <laughs> Not at the- all. No. No. <laughs> Not
3: at all. Right. No. Okay. This is going to be a good one. My, uh, my tip long was because I, I actually wanted to go to Petra, so Jordan didn't really fuss me one way or the other, but the the um, the ruins of Petra or the... You know, the fantasy of Petra is where I'll be. So that's why I I put my hand up and come along.
0: Geographically, I I had to look this up because I wasn't too sure where. I knew knew Jordan was in the Middle East, but I couldn't exactly pinpoint it off the top of my head. So um, looking at Egypt, to the right of Egypt, you've got Israel and then you've got Jordan. Um, And to the right of Jordan, I think you've got Saudi Arabia down the bottom and then other countries going out. So... And Petra itself is a city, but I always thought incorrectly that Petra was just that famous landmark that's sort of built into the wall, which is, is, is not correct. That's part
2: of Petra, which is actually a city, isn't it? Well, that was, yeah. that's old Petra, um, and they, they actually shifted the city of Petra once they had to get the um, inhabitants out of the caves, and so they built the new city of Petra. Ah, so there's a new city and an old city, okay. Yeah, yeah so the old city is the tourist, um, the, it's where the little ruins and the caves and that are. So, um, and that's the attraction, that's the place that we were wanting to see. Yeah, right. Was it discussed
0: at all on the Egypt trip um, about doing a future trip to, to Jordan or Petra? Like with the other guys as well or?
2: Was it more so um, yeah. because of the free flight? Well, no. People, everybody was given the opportunity to um, to come along if they wanted to, um, but it was just the three of us. I really needed to have someone come along with me to help with with mum, sure. because um, you know, just one person. That, and there was a little bit of walking and stuff. It's always good to have one of the boys come along to to help out. <laughs> So you all flew over there together, and it was
0: just straight from Australia to Jordan, and there's no, no any other stops in between, or was? Is... Uh, um, still, still, Dubai. We Dubai stopped again? At
3: okay. Dubai.
0: Yeah.
3: Yep. And then from Dubai, it was a connecting flight into Jordan. Okay. Right
0: into Amman, much... which was the capital city. And had you all organised a, a tour on this one, Jenny, or was it more to sort of a DIY?
2: No, no, it was a tour as well. Um, so we had a driver and uh, he took us, so the itinerary was set, so we just followed the itinerary. Had the same bloke driving us all the time. He was okay. um. He was, he was pretty good. And it was
0: just you three in the tour group? Like there wasn't any others outside? No, no. It wasn't a big group of 20 or something?
2: No, three of us. And,
3: and it was a, a tour, very similar style to Egypt, where I think this one was, we in Egypt were the, were with the real Egypt tour and this one was the real Jordan tour is that correct Jenny
2: yeah so pretty similar um but, it wasn't we didn't very very what
3: but very different oh the, yeah very the, different the tour operators it was like chalk and cheese
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah they um, they, it wasn't while it was similar to Egypt along the lines where, um, you know, we, we sort of drove right through the country and stopped at all the attractions, um, they weren't as, like it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't their own business. So, you know, and they didn't have, the guide that we had was knowledgeable, but he was nothing like the guides we had in Egypt. Um, it was a little bit disappointing in that regard, but still um, I, I really enjoyed it um i saw what i wanted to see so that was the main thing
3: yeah absolutely it it was very enjoyable um the guides were different um egypt the guides were very much um uh, pro tourism they their focus was on to give us a good time give us a um a tour for our our money and they weren't in it for um, for self-benefit, so to speak. Now, they were obviously paid, but they weren't trying to make um, side money, where this one in Jordan, our, our tour guide, he <laughs> took us wherever he could make the most kickback. <laughs> You're
2: right. He did come a bit of a cropper late in the tour. He did. <laughs> <laughs> He and Bob didn't see eye to eye at one particular place, so that was the end of the very friendly tour guide. <laughs> well, um, we might, yeah. yeah, we might come back
0: to that in a second. Um, we will. So, was it evident from the beginning that his main focus was on his wallet rather than rather than the paying customer, or did that come um, about a bit later? Like, was it? Did you notice a bit later on? Or did Probably you just a get a bad vibe up. off the start?
3: No, no. A bit later on. So the, the start of the tour, we, we flew in and we had a few days in Amman where we, we did a few different things. But it was only when we hit the road and started to go through the country, that's when we realised that he had his spots where he, he could get a bit of a kickback. Um, so we ate, you know, we, we'd pull up for lunch and it was the, the places we pulled up Suited him, not. Um, right. So we, we got to go everywhere we'd booked, everywhere Jenny had on her itinerary. We, we got our money's worth in that respect, but wherever he could make a side buck, that's where he'd stop as well. So, yeah, we, we had a good tour. It was a good trip. Um, don't get the wrong idea. We didn't just go and get fleeced there. We, we had a great time. It was a great trip. Um, but our tour guide was looking after him just as much as he was looking after us <laughs> I,
0: I guess when you come off the back of such a, a fantastic time in Egypt where everything was absolutely perfect well we're we'll spoiled gonna be yeah, hard to beat isn't it yeah. yeah yeah
2: very difficult to uh, to top Egypt and um, you know and I I suppose the style of the two countries is quite similar as far as um, you know the the poverty and, um, you know, people fairly desperate to make a living out of their tourism. Um, but, yeah, he was just a little bit over the top when it came to uh, taking us to places where we could buy things. And, you know, we didn't have to buy either. We, we could have just said no. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and, like, to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't spend a lot of money buying stuff at all. Um, so, you know, I was going to see the sites and, um, and I think we, and I I was happy. We saw everything that I expected to see and, uh, you know, it was a bit of an eye opener because, um, it was completely different to the way Egypt was run, but it was still quite efficient and they looked after us and that sort of thing. So, you know, we really can't complain about that. No. I suppose it's what you what you expect in third world countries like that. You know, now, you've just got a
0: now, Omar. What what were you expecting, or what was your um, your hope to get out of this trip? Oh, Jenny mentioned before about visiting the holy city. So, did you have an idea of what you wanted to see in in Jordan? <coughs> Matt, I was
1: always I was always very interested in history, and when I read about Petra, I think I read it in. Uh, it might have been the um, senior uh, newspaper, mm-hmm. and that you know when as well. And it was close to. Um, it was also close to. Um, oh, the Red Sea. Yeah. Yeah, the Red well, Sea. I, I wanted to the see where Moses was buried and where the Lord gave him the <laughs> his tablets. Anyway, uh, we've got a picture of. Um, the burial of Moses. And you know, I stood there and I looked over the promised land, Matt. There wasn't a lot to see, but <laughs> Bob knows a bit more. Oh, he, he really went and investigated that.
3: Was it well, Mount Sinai but,
0: that those tablets were?
3: Mount Sinai, yeah. So we we climbed this this bit of a mountain and and well we did climb we bust up this mountain to where where all these events took place where um, Moses climbed the mountain and the Lord said to Moses behold Moses all you can see is the promised land and we stood there and went what the hell did he do wrong <laughs> We, we come from Australia where there's the nothing there, and yeah, you know, everywhere you look in Australia, it's picturesque, it's really something to behold. You stood up there, and all you saw was just crap, desert, and rubbish. It was just, I'm thinking, man, Moses got chipped.
0: You would have been slightly annoyed, probably. I reckon, well.
3: <laughs>
2: I'd say in those oh, days sure. when Moses was overlooking the promised land, it possibly looked a little bit different.
3: Yeah, Ma- yeah. Moses was <laughs> a believer. You're not a believer, but oh,
2: no, Well, that's probably, I, yeah. I
3: what I could see in front of me. <laughs>
2: well, Mum also wanted to see where the um, baptism took place. Oh, and, that
1: um, was pitiful. <laughs>
2: the Jordan where, River. Jordan River, yeah, okay. Yeah, which Not what was you probably, yeah, it was probably no bigger than um, a very small creek. The water was very dirty, <laughs> and there was all reeds growing there. It was, it was actually quite a letdown. In,
3: in all fairness, there, the the Jordan River has moved over the over the centuries. So, as all watercourses do, the the river has shifted. So I, I sort of believe that, you know, back in, uh, in the day of, of Jesus Christ, that the river may have been a little more majestic than it was. Um, but when we got to the actual baptismal site, which was some uh, 40 or 50 metres away from the river, because it had shifted that far over the centuries, mm-hmm. the baptismal site looked like once it may have been very majestic but today it looked just like a swamp with a, a mosaic um, monolith poking out of the swamp. It, it was just in That's such bad uh, um, maintenance or, or rapport, yeah, and, and we're talking about a, a sacred site by the Catholic religion. Now, when we arrived at this, this the... Um, the site where you actually go and pay for your tickets and pay for your little bus fare into the, into the site, you know, these, these buses are holding 42, 43 odd people per bus. The buses are running every 20 minutes and they're running 10 to 12 hours a day. (laughs) So uh, I think worked out to be about $24 a head uh, Australian so whatever you want to convert that to in other in other currencies $8 billion dollars a day to bust people in to look at this site and the it was in really bad condition. Like yeah everything where we walked down the walks you could see sprinkler systems that haven't worked for years. You could see dead shrubbery that you know, hasn't been watered for years. Uh, once upon a time, it probably was a very pretty uh, picture, uh, uh, quite a, a nice walk down. But when we went, everything was dead, everything was derelict. Um, all their sites derelict. When we passed the baptismal site and got to the actual um, the Jordan River where the baptism occurred, we, we stood on a, well, I'm going to call it a rickety old um, decking um, <laughs> overlooking this river that had two um, swimming pool delineation lane barriers, you know, the, the floaties that are in the water for when you're a Olympic swimmer. So there, there was one delineating the, the Jordan side of the river. There was another delineating the Israel side of the river. And then there was the neutral zone, which was the, the four foot in the middle of the river. We stood on this rickety old deck and looked over at the beautiful um, stone carved uh, creation that was on the Israel side. And we stood on this deck thinking we're going to fall in in a minute, <laughs> and both sides were actually um, guarded by armed guards, so you, you couldn't you couldn't step out of place. But the contrast was just unbelievable. That the side that made all the money was about you know, twenty cents worth, and the side that that was hoping to make the money was a million dollars. It was just, the contrast was unbelievable. Was yeah. not reinvesting. And, and uh, that just... And, we, and while we were there, we could hear um,
2: <coughs> gunfire.
3: <laughs> uh, 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 was, there was, on the other side of the river, you could hear the war. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So a bit of a letdown there, Omar. Yeah, it was very
1: disappointing, Matt. Very disappointing. I
0: expected a lot more, but no. So, could you visit it? Obviously, from the Israel side, was that a tourist that attraction is? on their side as well?
3: Uh, yes, they, they would have been. Obviously, yeah. the the amount of um, the stonework and and everything that was there, they were celebrating it as well. Um, sure. Obviously, the Vatican had their story and their side, and you know the the um the religions for, you know, the Muslim side would have had their story. So, you know, it, it'll be two different stories and two different beliefs, obviously, and obviously two <laughs> importances of the site.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you
2: happen to take a photo of the, the contrast there, by any chance? Yeah, I have got photos. They're actually on this iPad. Um, I and say did just you do know,
1: the big celebrations near the church. Remember the church?
3: And uh, yeah.
1: yeah, and they had all uh, they left by the time we got there. But all that was left was like a big tip, rubbish just everywhere. Rubbish.
2: Yeah, and I think the oh, the no. guide got the guide got a bit upset, Mum, because you kept commenting on how much rubbish was lying around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was unbelievable. But yeah, it was just. Like um, a big football match, you know, when everybody leaves the ground, there's all their, you know, their food wrappers and their cans and everything. They just drop it all where they go, and um, even their hats that they were
1: sitting on.
2: Yeah, even yeah, that's right. Even even what they were sitting on, a lot of them left behind their carpets and things. Yeah, it was a beautiful church. It had a um, a gold, um, oh, cupola or whatever you call those. You know, the rounded tops of the, yeah. the Coptic churches. Um, yeah. It was a beautiful church, but there's so much rubbish lying around. Wow. Just not, yeah. not, not a good look.
3: Yeah, and and obviously the church was from the day, so it was a very historic site, a very historic yeah. church. Yeah. And the way it was left and treated was just, you yeah, know, like it was a Seven Eleven up the street and you couldn't give a crap. Just yeah. terrible. Very disrespectful. <laughs> very disrespectful. Yeah. Is that reflective of
2: um Amman um, itself like is there a lot of no 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 Amman's very um Amman seemed to be very clean and while we were there we went on this big um, oh, and I don't I can't remember what it was called but the the big museum was quite a long walk and we saw all sorts of um, historical ruins and stuff like that and ended up in the museum and it was everything was uh, very neat and tidy. And, uh, you know, people obviously respected that place and put their rubbish in the bin. Um, and the city of Man didn't have a lot of stuff on the
3: streets or anything like that. It was pretty neat. It, it, and having said all that, uh, what the one thing I did notice and, and will stick with me forever is that a bit like Egypt, you had um, the wealthy and the poor would be side by side so you'd have a a very um, upmarket store, whether it be a, a fashion store or whether it be a um, you know, whatever type of store, and they would sweep their their store front and they'd sweep it onto the the shit that was next door. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it wasn't a case of. Yeah, we we sweep it up and take it away. We just sweep it off to the next to the next spot. So, yeah, down the, down the
0: street it goes.
3: Yeah, so Amman was was quite uh, a tidy, neat city, but there was still that contrast of rich and poor, um, neat and tidy. That you know, the same as had in Egypt, but yeah. it, but there wasn't garbage everywhere like. What we experienced when we went to the to the Holy Land, um, yeah, that that was just very disappointing. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about the old city of Petra because that was probably, that was the reason you wanted to go, Jenny, wasn't it, to see yep. to see all those ruins? Um, yep. Did you have enough time there? Could you have spent more time there? Did you see it all?
2: Um, yeah, probably spent enough time there. Yeah, I think we were there for two days or. Two and a half days, or something like that. So, uh, when we actually, when we arrived there, Bob and I, um, they said, "Oh, there's a there's a night tour," so a twilight tour. So, we Bob and I went because you had to walk. Um, So we left Olmer in the hotel, and and uh, we walked. It was quite a long way too. Um, And by the time we got to the entrance of Petra, it was getting quite dark, and they had like paper bags with um, candles in them to, to light the path. Um, and when you actually that iconic scene in um,
3: right um in yeah. uh, Jones the yeah, yeah. the temple. one uh, of them yeah, yeah, so no, no, the Holy Grail, the the Holy Grail movie. Um Last Crusade. What was the Last Crusade, that's it. Yeah. Yep.
2: So um when you walk through the, uh, what did they call it, Bob? The, um, you know the. Well,
3: it's a canyon. So, yeah,
2: right.
3: um, in the movie, it's the canyon, of the crescent moon, um, but the actual name of it, I can't. Uh, the seek, the seek. Oh yeah, so and that's yes. that would be a couple of kilometres long at least, wouldn't it? Really, absolutely.
0: yep, yeah.
2: yeah. So, and... um, and it's absolutely huge. The the rocks that are over your head, um, it's just an amazing place. That's all pink and um, sandstone and some of the um, original cobbled road is still there. Um, so, I mean, we didn't see most of this because it was dark, but the site, when you when the seek opened up and you saw the Treasury Building, which is just absolutely beautiful, um, lit up by these hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of paper bags with candles in them, was pretty spectacular,
3: wasn't it? Wow it, it was, but we didn't realize that night until the next day when the guide took us down that the Sikh is actually a very historic journey on its own, even no, it's... Before you, even before you get to Petra
0: yeah yeah as in historic yeah. to
3: the natives of Jordan: no, historic to Petra itself, so. The, the the seat contains uh, a lot of um, carvings and um, yeah historic pictures of the uh, the um, the early travelers early uh, traders that used to take that path but more importantly which, which you know I, I'm a plumber by trade, so this really gets to me. Is there's an aqueduct system that used to bring water to the to the um, city of Petra that is carved into the walls of the Siq, all the way down that canyon. There's a water system, yeah, that's that's you know, just s- millions of years old, yeah. And, and as a plumber, I was just yeah, that just really did it for me. Is just seeing how, yeah, you know, this shit happened years ago, so so long ago.
0: And to think of the tools yeah. they wouldn't have had back then to create these things.
3: Yeah, carved no. right. carved by by hand and stone chisels, basically, and and basic wrought iron chisels, and yeah, just amazing. It's but yeah, it
2: to work it out was pretty
3: amazing to work yep. out how to get the water there. Yeah. Because yep. there's no water there otherwise. And, and no no lasers and levels to be able to you know, get this stuff to flow. It was all done, well, I don't know how it was done. It's just amazing. It, it really is. And it's these are the things that this type of place has the attraction to. People don't realise the infrastructure that was built so many years ago before we had the science that we have today that builds these things.
2: Yeah, so the the old city was actually lost um, and rediscovered, I think, in about 1894 or something like that. So nobody had seen, nobody had been in there for thousands or hundreds of years. I think some French explorer found it and... um, and it was opened up again because it was used to be a caravan route um, through the Middle East. So yeah, I, I can't really I can't remember the details, but I'm, I believe it was a French explorer that found it.
3: Yep. Wow. Hi, oh, caravan, that's a camel caravan, not
2: uh oh, yeah. trade, <laughs> the... a trade caravan.
3: been vans.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no cars in those days. So, yeah, it was a pretty special place. Hadn't been seen for a long, long time. And, um, um, you know, they had a little bit of tourist infrastructure there. Um, the day after Bob and I, or, the, yeah, the morning after Bob and I had walked in, we were going to do our tour with the guide. And um, Mum and I um, had a horse-drawn carriage to take us through the sea and um, to do the tour that way so Mum didn't have to walk.
3: Ah,
2: that was pretty
3: cool. Yeah, Bob uh, walked, but yeah, on the night before the the Twilight tour, the candle tour, that was only to the Treasury. So that was the that was that that temple that's in the movie that you see carved into the wall of the rock. That's as far as we went. That that we went and seen that. There was it was all lit by candle. It was it was absolutely spectacular to see but that was the end of the tour so at that point jenny and i went "Mm, okay that that's that's great it's it's wonderful but we didn't know what lay what lie ahead for the next day so then as we said the the next day the next morning we actually had the owner of the tour company not our tour guide the owner of the tour company came and took us in through the Sikh and into the, the ancient city of Petra. Our tour guide was having a day off. Uh, it was his day off. So the, the tour guide uh, owner walked us in. So mum and Jenny went by horse and, and um, little buggy and I walked with the, the, um, the tour company owner and I walked the seek again.
0: It's different, different during the day, Bob, compared to nighttime. Well,
3: obviously that uh, was yeah. a yes, because we could now see the um, the carvings on the wall. We could see the the little um, entrances that came into the seek from from other like little canyons and and that sort of thing. But more importantly, we could see what you know, the ancient um, travellers had left on the walls. So you could appreciate everything that was there. You could see all the, the aqueduct system or the, the remains of the aqueduct system that brought the water into the ancient city. So it was, it was quite a nice, pleasant walk for me. I'm, I'm sure it was a, a pleasant buggy ride for Mum and Jenny um, until we hit the... The treasury again which is that iconic um carved temple into the wall of the the cliff um but i, I suppose the, the the most memorable part is as we entered that the next morning it was all set up like market stalls with big signs saying free wi-fi <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> yeah yeah. Everywhere you went inside this place or in this canyon and an ancient city, like all the coffee shops, all the little stalls and everything, they're signs that free Wi-Fi. Yeah. But you bloody can't get Wi-Fi everywhere here in Australia, but you can get it everywhere there, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt, there was a little bookshop here and one of the... I think it was a nurse from New Zealand, her and her friend went to Petra and she fell in love with one of the Bedouins. She stayed behind and she married him. Oh
0: yeah.
1: Yeah and she um, she was there for quite um, five or six years. She wrote a book.
3: Just, just for clarification there Matt, a Bedouin is the native of Petra. Oh, yeah. Ah uh, right.
0: Yep. Okay. The
3: native um, inhabitants of Petra were Bedouins. Oh, right. Yeah,
0: yeah. And did you did you find this book over there? Did you, Omar, or you yes, you've read it?
1: Yes, I, uh, I, 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 haven't been able to buy it, but it's written. Her name was uh, Tess Gerritsen, and she's a new was a New Zealand nurse, yeah. and she lived she lived uh, in the caves, and she had a f- quite a few children there. Hmm. eventually when he died she went back okay yeah it was very interesting very interesting look that one up
0: yeah now yeah. yeah, Bob do some oh, exploring. Yeah.
3: bit of okay. exploring yes I um I, I I'm guilty of going off the reservation Matt <laughs> uh, whilst we're in the the ancient city and and I think we need to sort of cover a little bit more of the ancient city past the treasury so that, that iconic um, scene that you see in the movies and, and everything, that's just, that, that's the front page. The actual city of um, ancient Petra is, is quite expansive. They have, um, similar to the Roman Colosseums, um, like, you know, where they would have had their, uh, their fights and, and that sort of thing going on in there, uh, they were there. They had their royal terraces, so this is a city that's carved into the walls of mountains or into the walls of canyons. So, yeah, you know, obviously, the the higher the stature, obviously the higher up the the mountain or the up the wall you dwelled. So, yeah, you, know, you had your your royal um cities or your your royal uh palaces and that sort of thing carved quite high up in the rock so we were able to sort of witness and and go up to see all of those areas so it it literally was a city in the true sense of a city There, there was just infrastructure um not buildings but carved in buildings carved into the walls of the the cities yeah it, it was very amazing it, it was a, a true sense of a city um carved into the rock yeah, yeah. it was quite large um yeah I, I always thought it was just a small little little area but yeah it, it covers it covers you know, many many acres it, it's just huge um yeah, you know, the the amount of work, the band power, the yeah, you know, just it, it's just mind-boggling. It's something to be seen. It's to be behold. Yeah, you know, it and it it didn't disappoint. Everything we imagined, it, it was just so much more.
0: Did you happen to be um, in, informed about how long these kind of buildings took to to build?
3: Or how long it took these people
0: to build these buildings?
3: Uh no, not really. We. And we didn't ask, we, you know, it, it wasn't really a question on our mind as to so, to think how long it took to build this. It was just, you know, it's a very ancient city. It was built. It's just, we, we were in awe. You know, we, mm. we look, we, we're in awe, really. So we, we travelled the length and um, when we got to, sort of to the end of the, the area we were in, everything from there was uphill or up steps. And obviously, you know, for Alma and and Jenny a little bit, it was starting to become impassable from that point on. However, our, our, um, our guide, who was now the owner of the company, the guide, he insisted that I should go further. I should go up the hill. And the only way up was by donkey. or donkey. And <laughs> boy, yes, I think I was bigger than a donkey. But, but anyway, um, so I was going to go up by donkey. And he said, you can only go three quarters of the way up. Because after that, it's too dangerous to be on the donkey. You know, the, the donkey knows where to go. You need to get off the donkey and walk yourself.
0: Mm.
3: And I said, well, what's up there? why will I go up there? He said, well, there's a, a monastery up there and there's, you go past the monastery and you will sit it at the end of the world. I mm. went, oh, Mike, the end of the world? He said, yep. Yeah. Oh, I've got to do this. So I, uh, we, 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 we paid the monkey, we uh, paid the money, we bought the donkey. Uh, I think we bought the donkey twice, but anyway, we... Uh, Got donkey, Mum and Jenny then uh, turned around and, and sort of went back the other way, uh, and I'm assuming got a carriage back to the hotel or yeah, back we, to the yeah. The, the, Once
2: you got back to the treasury, we they called a um, they called our horse and cart back in, and off we went.
3: So I get on this poor donkey and uh, and my feet are almost touching the ground. And off we go. Now, the last thing he said to me before I left was, whatever you do, do not come back down on the donkey. He said, because you'll just end up, you know, over the front of the donkey and the donkey will walk over the top here and go home. So <laughs> it, it is that steep. So what he was saying that coming down would, would, I would just fall off the donkey forwards. So off we go, up the hill. And uh, everywhere we went, as like all these third world countries, there are all these stalls selling you all sorts of crap. So everywhere we sort of went and stopped, I said, no, no, look, I'll, I'll, I'll buy something on the way back. I don't want to carry it up the hill, but, you know, on the way back down the hill, I'll purchase So we get to the top or we get to three quarters of the way up where we decided that. I should walk from then on, Uh, and it was a good call because uh, it wasn't as wide as a donkey. Um, It it was very narrow, very treacherous. So I continued on, and when I got to the top, it was the edge of a cliff. It was a 1,000 metres down from the edge of the cliff, and you just looked over this vast expanse of desert, desert, And nothingness. So I uh, I got up there and there was this little sort of humpy of a tent. And I, I thought, mm, okay, right. Saw the, the monastery as I, I walked past it, and went, Yeah, that's great, but I need to see the end of the world. So I kept walking, got there, sat down and just sat and looked out. And it was a beautiful day, sun shining, and I could hear this thunder. And I thought, oh, and I'm looking around thinking there's no clouds. Why is <clears throat> there thunder? And all of a sudden this, this this bloke come over, this Bedouin come over and he said, what are you looking at? Because he saw me looking up into the sky and I said, oh, I'm, I can hear thunder. I'm looking to see where the storm's coming from. And he just laughed and said, that's not thunder. He said, that's the bombing raid in Syria. Oh,
0: wow. Huh.
3: And that. The first time on the trip that I actually sat and stopped and thought, yeah, this is the part of the world which we visited, yeah. It was the first time that I'd actually really had to stop and think, yeah, we're in a place where they just bomb each other for the hell of it. They just kill people for that no reason. So I got to talking to this bloke and um, – and then I could hear these voices down in this valley, you know, a thousand metres down. I'm, I'm thinking, what the hell's that? And he goes, oh, that's my, that's my uncle. I said, your uncle? What's he doing down there? Oh, he's, he's herding the goats. So then he proceeds to tell me all about his family. Well, as Jenny said, they created New Petra to get Bedouin out of the caves, but they didn't quite succeed. This was one of the Bedouins who lived in the cave. So he said to me, have you been to Little Petra? Oh, Little Petra? I haven't heard of Little Petra. I've been to Big Petra. I think I want to go and visit Little Petra. So I said, oh, tell me about this Little Petra. And he said, well, we have to go for a bit of a walk. I'll be your guide. Well, as you know, if someone wants to help you in a foreign country, they want money. So we decided that I was going to Little Petra. He was going to be my guide it meant that I didn't have to go past the 30 people that I'd promised to buy something on the way back. So is this is a good I like this. Now, I have, I'm have. i carrying a phone, a, a foreign phone given to me by our, our lovely guide who just takes us where he can make money. And our instructor, if you ever get into any trouble or you need anything... Just ring me. And you know, this is our job. We'll be a So I go, I have my phone. Okay, let's go. So this bloke says, okay, I'll just get my donkey. Okay, no worries. So we go to his house, which is a cave in the hill, beautiful cave, beautiful sandstone, and he collects his donkey and off we go. Well, I didn't realise that, you know, we were going to go on a marathon. So (laughs) off we go. The donkey's walking. I'm walking. He's walking. After a little while, we get to a point where the donkey doesn't want to walk anymore. And I can understand why. We're on cliff faces where we've got no more than probably two to three feet between the back wall and the cliff face. And he's... He is beating the absolute bejesus out of his donkey to go there. And I'm behind him thinking, if the bloody donkey doesn't want to go, I don't want to go. But, you know, he, he beat the donkey and the donkey went. So we, uh, I, I spent several hours sort of traping along behind him and his donkey. Uh, occasionally i rode the donkey and occasionally he rode the donkey and we went just miles and miles till finally we got to little petra, which was very beautiful and you know, just not quite as good as Big Petra, but um yeah, quite quite good in itself. And when we finished he said, All right, well we'll we'll head back around to Petra to your village, to your hotel. All right, no worries. How far is it? Oh not far. Oh, okay. A couple of more hours later, <laughs> by this time I'm buggered and, and we got to the point where I went, you know what, I've got a phone here, I'm going to ring my guide. So we rang the guide and um, didn't make any sense so I put the, the bed went on to talk to the guide and they spoke in their language and I'm sure there was a lot of swearing going on and uh, after a few more hours he finally come and collected me and uh, took me back to the hotel so yes we, we we quite enjoyed our little trip off the reservation and the the guide was very very upset with me he charged me an absolute fortune to come out and collect me um yeah. so it was not a free service so i think <laughs> it was something like about six hundred dollars australian to, to come and get me um but he was extremely beside himself and, and I sort of found out a, a day or two later that uh, apparently about seven tourists die on that trek every year. So the, the cliff faces and everything, there it's not something that a tour, um, a tour operation would want one of their, their people to go on because it, it is quite, quite dangerous and, um, and yeah, I, I, I can see it. In fact, I'd say that's a low (laughs) (laughs) estimate. That'd be only the. Um, And it was quite good. And and the the funny thing to the whole thing was the very next day, our next leg of the tour was to go to Little Petra. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it was a little bit pain. Uh, And at the same time, Jenny was dealing with Alma, having an absolute. Meltdown, whilst I <laughs> and that's <genius>. Wow, <laughs>
0: Jeez,
3: a yeah, what a little adventure that was. We we're, were about it, ready to
2: kill him it, when we see him.
3: <laughs> it, it was a big adventure, but it was it, it was an av- uh, an adventure of a lifetime. Like you just can't you can't put a price on it. It was wow. it was reckless. It was it was every stupid thing you could think of, but. I have absolutely zero regret doing it.
2: Yeah, yes. Worth every cent, six hundred dollar pickup fee.
3: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I do not care what it cost and and what I went through. Like it, it, it was hard work. Yeah, you know, I was not fit enough to do it. It was yeah, it, it was just amazing. And, and I tell you what, have you ever watched the Flintstones, Matt? I have. Yep. You've seen the. The the rock that Fred or Barney lives in, yes. I've seen that. I saw that <laughs> that trip. literally a a window hole in a rock and a doorway, it, it, like just a rock sitting on the ground, and you go, oh, that's been hollowed out, and Fred lives in there. I have seen those things. It was amazing.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's a good story, especially Not, sitting there watching the. Um, at the end of the world, there. Jeez, you never forget
3: oh, that. Oh, look, that 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 was incredible, mm. and and yeah, you know, the realization where we were at that point, mm. you know, hearing the the bombings and that sort of stuff, and it it just didn't cross my mind that that's what it was until he actually, you know, enlightened me to where I was. Uh, yeah, I was I was overlooking the Sahara Desert. And I could hear the, the bombing rage in Syria. And it was the first and only time that I went, hmm, bugger. That's where we are. We are in that part of the world. Did uh, you
0: give him a bit of a talking to him when he came back?
1: Oh, oh, oh. Poor old Jenny, she had a bit of a hard time. <laughs> she kept telling me, don't worry about his mum, he's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh.
3: He was gone for hours. The rest, hey, <laughs> huh? I was gone the rest of the day. Like yeah, I know. We left time. about
2: lunch time. Yeah, we and didn't seem to. It was about eight o'clock that night. Pitch eight black. Yeah, <laughs> that's when we had our spa. Oh yes, the Herman. That's called um, Herman. Is the uh, the spa treatment you get over there? Well, it's pretty bloody rough, I can tell you. It's not like our spas here.
3: <laughs> they beat the crap out of you yeah. on a stone. It's great. Yes.
2: Yeah.
3: Oh, really? And they like a
2: brillo pad.
3: <laughs> so, this this spa mat, It's um, when, you, when you first go in, you go into a, a steam room. Now, they've got some old steam generator running out the back there, and you sit on like marble bench tops and the whole room is just pumped with steam. So you're absolutely sweating your your, your ring out and uh, you know by the time you can't take it anymore, then they come and drag you out of that room and drag you into another room where you then get wet down with hot water but more steam. So that that hot water refreshes you after the steam, and and you're sort of starting to go, oh, yeah, okay, I'm I'm back in the land of reality. And when you when you calm down from that, they drag you off into a little room where you lay on a, a, a marble or a it's either marble or granite, I can't remember, stone slab, and then you get this massage. Well, I'm not sure what happened to Orma and Jenny, but It was almost like a beating. They just literally pumbled the hell out of you. And for me, because I'd been off reservation and done all this walking and all this this stuff, my muscles were that buggered anyway, that what he actually did brought me back to life. It it was great. (laughs) But I'm thinking mum or Alma, who hadn't done a whole lot, just got, Beaten to death. <laughs> well,
2: it can't have been too bad because you and I went back the next night and did another one.
3: <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'd I'd been off reservation and I needed the the extra torture.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it was an entertaining experience. Uh, it was different.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was different how, how long did you go away for? All up, guys. Uh, I think it was oh, two well. weeks. Ago.
1: Yeah.
0: Really. yeah. 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 Okay. And did you have any discussions on this trip about any future trips or did you sort of oh, think, well, no. this is probably going to be the last one? Did you sort of know oh. that Old Moor is at the sort of end of a large... Oh, no, no All sorts of
1: equipment now Matt. I'm not only uh, a carriage, so I need new legs.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> but back then in 2016, you were, you were, you were going okay. Yeah, so I just, I just but, wonder whether or not...
3: So we didn't actually plan any future trips but we didn't also not plan them because we thought it was the end hmm. we, uh, yeah, we, we just, this was the end of the um, the Middle East tripping that we had set out to do so yeah. we always knew that there'd be something in the future but this was basically the the cap off to Egypt so yeah, you know, this was something that Jenny had sort of envisioned at the end of Egypt that didn't quite happen, mm. and we bailed on, you know, the next year to, to get it to happen. So we, we didn't plan any new trips, but we didn't think it was the end because it was, you know, uh, you know that mum was too old or, or anything like that. It was just this was the finish of this particular legacy, I suppose. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I did go to, I have been to Morocco, so that was, after I'd been to Petra, I thought I'd really like to go to Morocco next, and um, and Peter and Dawn said they would go to Morocco as well, so we did that last, last no,
3: 2019. Oh, yeah, okay. We, we almost went with you, but yeah. we, just, we wouldn't really put it together.
2: Yeah, no, that's right. But um, no, for mum, Petra was really the last one because any any thing that needed so much physical activity, she wouldn't have been able to do. She wouldn't have been able to do Morocco. I had trouble with that because, um, as you know, I've only got one lung, and the I didn't realise, but mo- most of Morocco is at a very high altitude. Ah, yeah, okay, and that yeah. and I. I'd never put two and two together. It was actually a little bit debilitating as far as keeping up with the others for me, so I, Mum wouldn't have been able to do it.
3: Yeah. So. Mum did yeah. do Russia and um, Minsk after that as well.
2: Yeah, that's right, but that was a different sort of – that was cruising.
3: Yeah, that, yeah that was a different trip, but yeah, it yeah. was the end of yeah. the end of Mum's travelling. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: that's um, great.
1: It's a mm,
2: good well, insight. we did the Red Sea. Oh, yeah. So, no, the, yeah, we saw the Red Sea and we also went to Ac- the Dead Sea. The Dead
3: Sea? Pardon? Aquaba yeah. Ac- was the Red Sea. So we yeah, went to Aquaba on of those?
2: Yep, where all the Russians were in their very brief swimming costumes <laughs> <laughs> and should yeah. not have been. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, so there and 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 unfortunately the male russians were in skimpier swimwear than the
2: female house minuscule budgie smugglers
3: <laughs> uh,
2: mostly been... with no backs. in them <laughs> great <laughs> <laughs> lovely and then we went to we went to the dead sea as well so bob and i had a little dip in the dead sea it was about four degrees yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah it was the only opportunity we said well we're yeah. here we're we get gonna to do get... it and it is an experience. it is it is it is slimy it is just different you float on it it's yeah but anyway we jumped in and floated around and then hightailed it back to the hotel to try and get warm again
2: <laughs> the water feels um very waxy okay mm. and uh, And very oily on your skin. And um, I got a little splash of water in my eye, and that really burned.
3: So it's very, very salty. Yeah. The the, the Dead Sea has a salt um, content of, what is it, two and a half times the ocean or something? Something like that. Something incredible. Yeah. And you just, you're buoyant. Yeah, you're
2: buoyant. You just lay back and you don't even sink like you're floating, you're sort of
3: nearly on top of the water. Yeah. How sink in the water is yeah. It's weird.
2: Very strange. But anyway, we've been to the Dead Sea. You're
3: there, you gotta do it.
0: Yeah.
2: Exactly. Tick it
0: off, Tick it off the list. What if that's the sea that Jesus walked on walked on water?
2: Yeah, well I could see that he would probably be able to do that. Especially if he kept his sandals on. Yep.
0: yep. <laughs> we might jump into the mailbag now.
3: Sender,
0: on, no. This week's question comes from Peter van der or as he's more commonly known in this podcast, Grumpy Horace. <laughs> and he writes, Omar, given you've seen a lot of changes with technology during your life, is there anything that stands out as, Wow, that was really clever and I wish my dad could see that.
1: Yeah. Well I yeah, when I was um, when I was growing up there was no motor cars in the early fifties. Um, you know, telephones. Nobody had a telephone in their house.
0: What else? Oh, what what else do you think's been the greatest thing you've seen over I, mean, I mean over the ninety four ninety nine sorry, ninety years? What's, what's yeah. blown you away? What do you think? There's one thing we have today that your dad, your father would be blown away by or very impressed
3: with.
1: <laughs> he probably wouldn't go
0: outside. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, you yeah, know, the, the mobile phone, mum. How, how, how would your father uh, see the mobile phone? Your, your iPhone. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't use it. They probably wouldn't use it. Because yes, I would.
3: had an old aunt
1: and we bought our first car, she used to walk beside it. She wouldn't go in.
2: <laughs> yeah, but Opa would have um, called up the nearest um, you know the nearest rescue people to come and pick up the airmen instead of having to take them home to your place.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: Oh dear! There you go, yeah. Pete. So I think it's the the iPad or telecommunications. It's probably or the. The, iP- <laughs> yeah. the iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and even
1: flying, Matt.
0: Airplanes now. Did your dad? Yeah, but- did you know if your dad ever had been on an aeroplane? Pardon? Had your dad ever been on an aeroplane that you, that you knew of?
3: No? no. Okay. No. But he would not seen them. He, yeah. he would have seen
1: Oh, dangerous. he would have seen them, yeah, but he'd never been on the plane. No.
3: Yeah, no.
2: no. But even you yourself, like it took you five days or seven days to fly to Australia Yeah. and yet yeah. it takes that's 24 hours to fly to um. Yeah, yeah that's right.
3: Might have to do a part two. Well, it probably wouldn't hurt because, you know, we from where we went to Petra, then we then went and done the whole Mount Sinai and we did. Yeah, all the rest. (laughs) I I, (laughs) I should say that. Yeah, anyway. All right, well,
0: we'll 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 definitely come back for a part two. So, Bob, thanks for coming on and telling us about your trips to the end of the world. Jenny, thank you for jumping on as well. No worries, Matt. (laughs) And we'll, um, yeah, definitely come back for a part two because it sounds like we've really, really gotten halfway through here. So, Omar, thanks for jumping on again. Thank you, Matt, for having me. Thanks for listening to Conversations for Kath for this week and have a great week.